We got to get real close for these, or are these? I think, are we okay, Sammy? All right, good. All right. All right, thanks, everyone, for showing up for the podcast and set. Thank you. Yes. My guest this week is Mr. Tommy Bechtold. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming down. My pleasure. Now, we were just talking briefly outside, but basically, so I've known you for about nine years, it would seem. Yes. I think I, you were in the first improv show I've ever seen in my life, which was the Armando with the cast of The Office. With the cast of The Office? Yeah, it was like, but it was like three people from the, it was like half of The Office was sick that day. Oh, but it was, it was like, it was like probably Kate Flannery. It was definitely Kate Flannery. I think Ed Helms was there and Oscar Nunez was there. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, that's wild that that was the first improv show you've ever, because you said you had just moved out here. Yeah. But I didn't realize that was the first improv show you'd ever seen. It was. And that was also that day was the first day that I had ever been approached by Scientologists. So <laughs> it was a, it was like a multi-cult day for me. The uh, first day? It was yeah, because well, I mean I had really just moved here and I went to uh, I'm saying you've been approached multiple times by I mean, I have a face that I guess people are like, we could sell him on something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cause we, cause we, I was at the IOS for a while. Yeah. And I, and we had the Scientology that building was right across the street. Yeah, and they steered clear of me. They must have. They must have thought this man has uh, a lot of dark powers to him. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what the. I, I really am kind of curious. Like, what yeah. is the thing that they look for? Because it's like like crazy people on the street. I'm a magnet. Sure. Oh, me too. Yeah. Right. Strippers, uh, crazy people, door to door salespeople. Sure. I, I have one. Of, I think also I looked like I was 11 years old at that point. Like it was like I really hadn't. A lot of like city miles hadn't come onto my face yet. I couldn't grow a beard. I was completely <laughs> shaved. I wore like a lot of like like fun cartoon t-shirts and like I think that they like these two they were like cute girls saw me walking out of literally central casting that like extras casting service right. and they were like bullseye. Let's get this guy. <laughs> this guy's going to give us a lot of money, which I didn't have. So I did not end up becoming a Scientologist mostly probably for financial reasons. <laughs> I, oh, that's so funny cuz I've, I've known you know Players who you know tried to get in, mm -hmm. you know, just as a matter of to do some bid or something, right? But they just they couldn't. Get I got in. into like the castle. I got into the castle on Franklin, across from uh, UCB and uh, Birds, and I like took that test where you hold onto the tin cans. I was I was in. Like, I, I have no idea. I have no I didn't. Idea. I mean, I I want to stress I wasn't considering joining, but I was like, how far can I go? Like, yeah. Because first, well, just to clarify. Uh, it was described to me as I was going to meet a manager for acting and, and a career counselor. So they gave me an address. I don't know where anything is. I'm living off of it. I'm house, like, crashing on a couch in, on Alameda in Burbank. In uh, Alameda? Alameda. Either way. Uh, and uh, so I go, and I see that it says Church of Scientology, and I've already driven through the gate, and I'm like, well, fuck it. We'll, we'll ride this out. And I go up, and they're like, Eric was the name of the guy. They're like, He's going to meet with you in a few minutes, but do you mind taking a personality test first? And I was like, no, of course I don't mind. And so the test was like 300 questions. It was like a crazy, crazy. First, you do a multiple choice thing, and they're like crazy questions like, how often do you think of murder? Sometimes, rarely, frequently. And it's like a one to 10. <laughs> it's like, have you ever had thoughts of killing animals? And then, like, no. Have you ever had thoughts of killing humans? Definitely. Like, but like, and, uh, so then you grab the cans and they judge like, are you a wizard? And uh, I was not yet a wizard at that point. And I'm sitting, waiting for Eric to come out. I still, like, I can remember this guy. And like, uh, he wasn't coming out. And they're like, can we just put a DVD on for you? And they played a DVD for me. And it was all like stock footage of birds flying and like rivers. And they're like, man has the right to be happy. That is the basic tenet of Scientology. I'm like, that's... Man has the right to be happy. Right. It's like kind of how everyone hopes life works out. Right. Uh, people have the right to be happy. And then finally, I was like, you know, I got to go. And I had tickets to the Armando. I was like, I'm going to see a show tonight. And uh, Eric emerged like magically. He's like, I'm here. And we sat <laughs> and we talked. And I was like, uh, I, I think I really had like $30 in my checking account at that point. I was like, I think I have like 30 bucks. He's like, we'll take that. Like partial payment for a class. And I was like, no, I don't think I can do that. So I got my car and I drove to I.O. and I 
probably spent 30 bucks on PBR at that point and saw the show. And right. I think I signed up for class the next week, and here we are. Wow. Yeah. What what made you – I mean, because – I guess, did you move out here to try and act, that sort of thing? Yeah, well, I had worked in, like, as a production assistant, and I'd worked as, like, a set constructor. Like, we built sets in Rochester, New York for, like, commercials and stuff like that. And I would, I feel like I was the right level of funny but not obnoxious about it, so people kept putting me in stuff. They'd be like, well, we could throw him in. He can do the one line. And I ended up doing a couple of movies that got me into SAG. Kind of just dumb luck. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be, like, a movie star or an actor or a comedian in Rochester, probably. Right. So a friend of mine was going to Spain for a month, and she's like, you can house sit and watch my cat, and you can live in my house. So I drove out here and had a month to figure out what I was going to do, and that was like nine years ago. So, Wow. So you, you see Armando, mm-hmm. and what sold you on – I mean, if you said that was the first improv, because there's a lot yeah. of ways you can go about it, right? You can do stand-up. You can, sure. Do plays. And I had seen stand up and I, you know, I had seen a plays before. I've seen a play before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw <laughs> To Kill a Mockingbird at the Jiva Theater. And I, I, I remember like I was, I had an aversion to plays because uh, the girl who was playing uh, Scout Finch came out and was doing her like warm up exercises and she was like going like, wow, wow, ah, ah, like. This is a podcast, so if you're listening, I'm hitting my face. But uh, right. like, and I was like, "This I could never. This is the type of art I can never. I, I'm too insecure right. to ever do this." So I was like, "Comedy seems like it won't require you to ever do that." All right. Uh, yeah. So I thought uh, I read, you know, the the SNL books, like the the oral history of SNL, and I was like, heard of IO and Second City and Groundlings, so made sense to come to LA. All right. Uh, as opposed to Chicago, because a lot yeah. of people go there. I wish I kind of like had I known I would have tried to go to college because I would have had to trick my parents still like I would have had to like go to a school in Chicago and then take classes at I.O. Uh, But I was 20. I was already 22 or 23 when I came out here. So I felt like I had to like skip over Chicago and come to L.A. because I also thought like, oh, I'm definitely going to be on. I mean, who wouldn't want to put me on TV? That's the kind of like delusions of grandeur I think you have to have to try. But that's actually in a way. Like the way you skip Chicago. Chicago is still Mecca in a way. It still has mm-hmm. the feel, and the audiences are just, they're built. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I mean, yeah. I've been to Chicago since then, and I'm like, oh, I definitely wish I had spent at least a couple of years here. At, at the same time, by the time you moved out here, most of the people who had been the best people in Chicago had already moved out. Here. And that's what I kind of came to learn. I mean, I didn't know that right away or for even a few years, obviously. But, and then as more and more waves of people moved from Chicago to here, I'm right. like, Oh, so I would have just been caught up in the cycle of like, when is it my time to move to LA if I had been in Chicago? So kind of while that happens because out here, I, I know more people from Chicago here than I are in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Uh, aside, you know, aside from my family, as far as improvisers, I know a couple handfuls in Chicago, and I know God knows how many out here. Yeah. Uh, so what? So you you started at IO West? Yes. Uh, you're taking classes. Mm-hmm. How soon before you're up on the stage? Uh, you know, I think. IO has the thing called the lottery, which is where a one person from every level gets to play uh, with alumni. And right. I think I got picked to do the lottery when I was in level two. So it was like almost right away. And I remember it was me and a cast of all women where the, all the students <coughs> and uh, they were, it was like Don Honeycutt, I don't know the name coined in the call, but they're like people who became my, my really good friends. And I, and uh, it was so fun. And they were so like, nice and nurturing and then uh, the alumni would come in i just remember like the experience of getting up on stage that immediately and being so bad like but it didn't scar me because the, everyone was so nice about it. like they were like right. oh he's the little like kid trying to do improv right now and 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 i just remember it being a really like great experience of me being like okay i think i can do this and i'm sure i was awful but well, it's fine because i have no memory of you being like bad like I might not have been watching right. at the right time. Well, I invited you to the shows where I was going to be bad, but you never came to them. <laughs> well, I, I don't go to see a lot of improv shows. Um, but as I recall, like you were the first time I remember you is like you just seemed like you were a strong player already. And seeing as I've only known you for nine years, mm-hmm. uh, that's fast. Yeah. Uh, well, I think what I had to learn, I think I had, you know. If I if my friends and family weren't completely lying to me, I've been quick witted my whole life. Like I've been able to come up with like 
fast jokes. And I had to kind of unlearn that in improv that like, hey, you can always get like a really quick laugh with a joke. Well, not always, but like most of the time you will. And then there'll be nothing after that. Right. So it was com- almost kind of like deconstructing that part of me that like you can still use that part that like having a fast brain isn't bad for for comedy by the way like i have a slow brain for almost everything else in life right. i don't want to like be like i'm a genius uh but uh <laughs> but no, I, I, I know what you mean it's like yeah. you you don't want to get up and just be telling jokes right because that's not what long-form improv is but mm. at the same time that the fast mind it comes in basically you just want to learn to set up right you want to learn to be relaxed at first yeah. but then however fast you are comes into play as the scene or the piece continues yes absolutely and like and definitely having a mind for like logging callbacks and like oh it'll be fun to bring this bit of information back later or this character or oh these people probably should meet at some point in a show i think is helpful and and the that's a huge thing yeah i mean that's that's something most improvisers who who go through struggle a lot with Mm -hmm. as far as basically what I would call just marking something. It's yeah. just like, well, that's got to come back. Mm-hmm. That definitely set up this moment later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like you had that very quickly coming in. Yeah, that kind of made like, not formulaic sounds like a bad word, but it, it kind of made, that made like mathematical sense to me. Like, hey, if this worked once and like this was something that seemed to not only interest the people on stage with you, but right. like, however much you're paying attention to the audience interested them, it probably shouldn't go away forever. Like it's probably in your best interest to bring that back again, or, you know, in a non obnoxious way. And also I, I call back. Right. Yeah. Did you you learn that in in, in improv or was that something that you sort of had coming in? Uh, I think I definitely learned, I definitely learned to identify it through improv. I mean, like I would say like, I wouldn't have known to be like, I wouldn't have called it a callback or anything like that. But uh, I think that, like, joking around with my friends when I was younger, that would be a thing. Like, I would bring up something from a couple hours before, and they'd always right. be like, whoa, right. that's right, we did talk about that. Right. And that, I mean, we were pretty drunk, probably, but still. No, but it, still, I, mean, I, 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 I suspect, I don't know, but I believe that's you know, a, a trait that maybe some people have and some people, because I did not have that. Mm. I mean, it took me a long time to learn, you know, to become good and then learn what a callback was. And for me, I had to learn how to sort of, how to mark things. And I think I, I, I learned it also by watching. Like, I mean, I went, I lived close to IO. I was very lucky. And so I would just live there from like eight o'clock till midnight and watch every show good and bad. And I didn't know the difference at first. And I think back and I'm like, Oh man, I thought some of the people I thought were like Jedi's like masters of improv I never saw again after like the first couple of weeks. And I was like, what happened to that person? I was like, oh, they probably like were very quick witted or or were just funny in that show. And like, didn't really, it wasn't, they weren't passionate about it because you see so many people come and go. And you also don't know because when you're like, for me, when I was first starting, anyone who did it at all was unbelievable. Absolutely. Because how can you possibly do this thing? Yeah. Uh, was oh I was thinking something about oh the the thing you said because so many people don't do this you said mm-hmm. basically I lived it I was there from mm-hmm. when it opened till when it closed yeah saw all the shows good and bad got kicked out by every bartender there <laughs> who are now my like best friends in the world <laughs> like, but that's like yeah. one of the best ways to exercise yeah. the mind yeah for this yes it's just to watch it good or bad because you're learning something you're like, learning what works what doesn't work I mean people yeah absolutely and people like dread the Herald and they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't like Herald's. And I'm like, but they're like, if you see them done well, they're not such a bad, like they they can be incredible. And if you see them done poorly, you really treasure the ones that are done well. Like you really get, right. and I think like from watching Herald nights, you know, Armando's kind of, it's a bit of like an all-star game. Like the, the, the pitches are all kind of grooved down the middle. Everyone seems to be in control on stage. And then you'd go to Herald night and you, and you know, I didn't know what teams had been around for years and what teams had been formed a month before. And I'd be like, okay, I think, like, I remember, like, right around a month into watch, I'd be like, I think that was bad or not as good. And I think this right. team is a better team. And, like, then, you know, the politics of theater, you start to realize, like, oh, if they're coming on at 9 or 10 and there's a big crowd, it's they're better <laughs> if they're coming on. Right, it also helps yeah. if there's a crowd. <laughs> right, then. yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, it's funny because the, the Armando, I was, it's, it's the easiest form in the world mm-hmm. to perform because you get 
you know, a monologist who gives you fresh information right. in between every like four or five scenes. Right. Harold's actually a tricky little mash of games. Very difficult. I, I mean, I did Harold's at IO for, I think I got on a team when I was in level five. So that was, you know, almost at that point to the end of the curriculum. I think there was one more level after that. And I was doing Harold's until a month ago. And then I stopped. And it was like, I realized I'd been doing Harold's Tuesday nights and Wednesdays at IO for like, eight and a half years or eight years or right. whatever. And, like, and I think like there were like five that I was satisfied with. <laughs> like, right. I was like, like, they're just so hard. Like there are part, there's always parts that are good, but like, I've, I mean, there, there have been, to me, there've been very few like really good, like strict Herald teams. Mm-hmm. To me, the team, the team that preceded, uh, the family at the IO in Chicago is called Blue Velveeta. Mm-hmm. And for my money, they're the best strict, they could perform a textbook herald yeah. uh, just perfectly and nail it. Mm-hmm. Most anyone else that got – if there's a team that's good at a herald, it usually doesn't look like a herald. Right. Right? It's like they start with something, but it doesn't follow the thing of herald. Right. Uh, the rules of herald or, or, or the form of herald. They're right. just calling it a herald. Right. Uh, so, I mean, by the end, when you were, were you still trying to do the three scenes game, three scenes well, game? Well, I think kind of – a, sh- a shift has kind of happened in improv. I mean, at least in LA where it's like now you get put on a Herald. It's like a ceremonial title, the Herald team. Like they're, right. they're almost from the get go, especially our, they had broken up all the Herald teams when I, the last team I was on got made and they made two teams to play with King 10, like before them. And then they started building back up from there. And I was on one of those two teams and almost immediately they were like, you know, guys, just do whatever, like, you have this time limit, like, create your own thing. I was like, so we're not a Herald? I don't understand, like, we're not a Herald team? There's like, no, you should be doing Heralds. So I guess, like, we would would occasionally get to that form, but more often than not, we would deviate from it, which to me made it almost a little harder because there wasn't an agreement beforehand. So it'd be like someone would do a fourth beat and be like, this doesn't feel like a group game. Right. And, uh... So the piece yeah. becomes what the piece is supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Which is, to me, I think that was the ideal. I think that's what Dell wanted. Yeah. Think. Well, from what I, everything I've ever heard him talk yeah. about, it seems that was what he would have rather had. The, the favorite pieces, some of my favorite pieces with the family weren't necessarily the deconstruction or the movie. It was actually before we started working with Dell, our, our heralds were just like, because we refused. I mean, we just couldn't follow that form. Yeah. We, we knew we weren't going to play like Blue Velveeta. Right. And so it was just broken from the moment we started. Yeah. Uh, but our, our pieces were like deconstructed movie heralds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what, actually, we kind of pulled those elements out of our heralds to, to those two separate forms. Uh, but those were just, I mean, that was us just saying, you know, basically it was one of the things, I, I, one of the things I, I, I heard some, I think I forget who said about us, but basically I think we broke the herald. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, all right, so we, we don't need that form. Let's not keep doing it. Mm. Uh, that was the starter form. That was the first form. Yeah. Right? Uh, there was a first car. Right. They've improved. Yeah. Drastically. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so you finished. So you're done on the Heralds over there now? I mean, I, 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 like, I, I don't know if I'll ever be done. Like, I think fear of missing out will take over in a in like a year or maybe six months and I'll try and dip my foot slowly. I mean, you know, I've, I've not done playing. I mean, I'm just saying with, with, yeah, I think I'm done being on a Herald team. I just kind of, right now I'm, I'm playing HMS death here on Tuesday nights at nine o'clock. Uh, and, uh, no plugging shows. Sorry. (laughs) It's my own. This is not what this is about. Oh, wait a minute. That's church of Scientology on Franklin. Avenue. Let's talk about everything about Scientology, but nothing about the theater. All right, uh, um, but like you know, and that and that to me, you know, that show is a great example of we don't know really what our show is going to be ever. I mean, like we have an agreement that we all like each other and that we all want to try right. and do good improv, but sometimes we spin the wheel that we make the other teams do. Other times we just like do a show or we'll get a question from the audience and tell right. somewhat of a truthful monologue, and I love that. Like that's way more fun for me at this point than. I've always believed that, like, it doesn't really matter what what the form is you wind mm-hmm. up, like, trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I stopped trying to do a specific form, actually, years ago. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, what I, if I were to call what I, the way I play right now, I'd call it f- freeform. 
mm-hmm. which just means I'll get a suggestion, whatever the show becomes, it becomes. I think that was the, the original idea anyway. Sure. Uh, but I have always thought, like, you, you, you could take the, you know, the best form that you could conceive of. You put shitty players in, it's going to be a shitty show. Yeah. Whereas you could do the cafeteria game for half an hour. If you put yeah. the right people in it, it's yeah. going to be a great show. Absolutely. Uh, so form doesn't really matter. No, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right about that. Well, thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you for agreeing with me on that. Uh, so you're doing the HMS death thing. Mm-hmm. You got anything else going on currently? Uh, well, this is. Uh, I mean, professionally, I work on the show The Middle on ABC, <coughs> and this is the. It just got picked up for a ninth season. Today. Are you regular on that? I'm a recurring guest star. Is my official title, but uh, I do like that's yeah, awesome. Between you know, I know Neil Flynn. I did know that. Yes. He's- <laughs> We were roommates for a few years. Uh, Neil Flynn. Uh, Neil Flynn goes back and forth between remembering my real name and my character's name, and uh, I just accept <laughs> both of them now. As like the fact that he'll just be like, "Hello," I'm like, "Well, we've warmed up in the last few years." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a fun show to work on. So I'm doing that and uh, performing here. That's about it. Nine seasons. Yeah, I wasn't. I've only got on season five, so I missed the right. first four, the, the golden four, they call them. Yeah, but still, if you're, I mean, cause if I mean, so how. Are, are they over 100 episodes yet? Yeah, they're almost to 200. Now they'll definitely be over 200. Well, so that means that's going to be syndicated. So you know, the season you're in is going to get replayed. You're yeah. going to get those checks. Here's hoping. Oh, they have to yeah. send it. <laughs> yeah. It's the law. Yeah. So you're doing that. Anything yes. else going on? Uh, you know, uh, that's that's about it. I've been, you It's know, funny because I, I always think like when I, I – I'm just asking the question. Yeah. But it's like eventually – Anyone's gonna be like, no, nope, that's pretty much right. what's it, and it always feels like, oh shit, I, I shouldn't have asked that one. No, last no, no, time. no, no. You know, it's like it's also like how, like, I mean, like, you know, there's always fun stuff like working <clears> on, and, and and you know, I, I've been lucky the last couple years to work pretty frequently on stuff, and and now it's a little quieter, and that always to me is an interesting time because now I'm writing a lot more, and maybe I'll write something good one of these days, and like it'll be funny, and we'll we'll see it or there you, you go know. so that's what i'm working on it was funny. i was thinking I, I bought a bag of uh uh cheetos mm-hmm. the fiery hot cheetos oh yeah uh and i i hadn't bought a bag of cheetos in like probably 20 years sure right but i'm actually i'm a, I'm a victim of of the media because i was reading i had some magazine in my bathroom yeah and i saw that i forget who it was but they had demanded to have fiery hot Cheetos backstage at their concert. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, fiery hot Cheetos? I never heard of that. So I bought this bag of these things. Yeah, and it sat in the cupboard for a couple of days. Really? And I was just like, no, I got to try this. I got to try these. They fiery called hot to you. Cheetos. The siren call. Of the yeah, and I, hot I eventually Cheetos. I opened the bag. I looked at my wife, who was sitting, you know, in our. I was in the kitchen. She was sitting in the dining area. Uh, I looked at her, and she looked at me, and we, we, we both saw what I was about to do, and I said, don't judge me. Yeah. Uh, because I'm about to eat this bag of, I'm going to try some of these Cheetos. Yeah. And they were, the, the thing, I was, what I was hoping for was, all right, this is garbage. Yeah. But they were wonderful. Oh, yeah. They were, they, they had a, a hot after thing going on. Oh, yeah. And they were, they were just wonderful. <laughs> and I, I probably ate maybe 10 or 15 of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got. That's put- a serving size. I, 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 I. That's great discipline. You're the only person in the world that does that, by the way. So then, I, 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 I actually took me about a week to eat this bag. Slow. Uh, okay. I eat small amounts and think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've not bought a second bag. No. Because I remember, it's like, I, I, I also realized that uh, I, I've met my the goal I set yesterday. Uh, for 2017, which is to weigh 205 pounds, okay, which is 20 pounds over what I should weigh, right? Uh, but goal achieved. Sure, uh, I set that goal yesterday. Uh, Congratulations! I realized I, I, I probably shouldn't be eating bags of these Cheetos, but what I also noticed was that when I when I spit, it looks like I'm bleeding. Yes, I mean it really because because I've spit blood before, and I I just went to spit in the sink, mm-hmm. and. It's, it looked like I was fucking bleeding yeah. from my throat. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, Cheeto dust. I, I eventually figured that yeah. out. I thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room. Oh, I'm glad that you didn't. Yeah. I mean, but I was, I was like, wait a minute. Those things were red. Yeah. Those things had red stuff on them. Right. I've done that. I've had like a red Gatorade after a game, like when I, when I played sports. And then like 
puked up from whatever. I don't know if it was like adrenaline or like just for whatever reason thrown up and thrown up the red Gatorade and been like, oh no, I've liquefied something inside my body because I forgot about the red Gatorade and then realized I'm not throwing up blood. Man, those things are good. Cheetos, flaming hot. The flaming hot. It's a. I'm trying to forget them now. I like the way you described that, the after hotness. Like, to me, that's like Cheetos, like, but they developed an after hours like brand of Cheetos where it's like you get the right. Cheeto crunch, then there's a little after party. There's some, yeah, there's some heat there. Yeah. And I like, I, I like a little heat afterward. How do they, but to me, it's like, well, oh, it's they, something, it's got to be something horrific. What chemical is that to that, achieve it? Yeah. I put a contact in after uh, not thinking, uh, after having a, a, some sort of hot chip. All right. And uh, it was a, actually, I think it was a, a Lay's jalapeno cheddar kettle chip. And then I was like, fired, like I can't, I like fired a contact in and right. started screaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, like screaming to no I, one. I've made that but mistake. But to everyone. I've made that mistake with like, a, a jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Once you open it and the juice gets on you, yeah. I didn't know that right. the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I, you know, I've, I'm, I've already done it a bunch of times. I'm just going like this. Yeah. You know, just rubbing it into my fucking eye. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, ah, ah, this, oh, what is this? Right. The, th- the things I've done after, like that, like you think only a child would do, I, I stabbed myself in the eye with like a butter knife the other day because I was like, I got curious and I like leaned in to look at something. And I forgot I had a knife in my, and I was like, yeah. And it went in, it went in real far, like oh. way farther than it should. Oh, and I was like, 33 is the year that I learned, like I did, I, I learned the lesson of like, don't hold your silverware too close to your right. face. Like, it's like, all, I made it all these years never doing that. And then like, I was looking down at like a paper on my table and just, yeah. it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> and are there any questions for Tommy out there? Oh, you got one right there, right there. Uh, what other uh, elements of comedy have you explored? Like, have you tried stand-up, or have you have you written sketch, have been on the sketch team? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I still, uh, every once in a while, do Top Story Weekly, uh, which is a, like a topical sketch comedy show produced in one week, which is uh, a lot of fun and very, it's uh, it's very rewarding when it hits because it's done so so quickly. And uh, I did stand up for about four years, and it's I lo- I loved it, and I I think I was very superficially good at it for like three to five minutes. But anytime I would get a longer opportunity, they're like you can go fifteen minutes. I would just fall apart because I didn't really have the like I don't know if it's a certain mindset or a drive to like stand in there and like just tell jokes at people. Uh, and 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 get through it if they're not laughing. Like for me, it was like once people start were not laughing, I kind of was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Can we just play like <laughs> Ninety Nine Doctors or something? Or like what is it? Like do some short form games. Uh, and then uh, and I was on a sketch team at I O for a while that was just doing uh, like I guess evergreen sketch comedy, and that was a lot of fun. And I I would love to do it again. It's just I find that like I don't want to commit. It's such a commitment. I don't want to do it unless I'm really gonna do it. Right. Yeah. It seems like doing stand-up is like a, it's a completely different craft. Yeah. And it's the kind, kind of discipline. Although, as a bit, I like the idea of some guy going, like, to trying out stand-up, telling one joke, yeah. no one laughs, and just saying, fuck it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that was it, guys. That, that's game. my time. It's like, I tried. Yeah. Fuck it. I, it uh, didn't work. I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, and I always love, like, you know, I, as I've gotten been in improv longer i've started to you know coach every once in a while and teach workshops and i love when stand-ups start to do improv and i mean that genuinely because it's fun to watch their brains start to flip over a little bit because they like from my experience they wouldn't be taking improv if they didn't want to like le- like they're not coming out right. to be like let me get in from the inside and destroy this shit like they're like <laughs> they're like i want to try improv so they're super enthusiastic and like all almost always do their stand-up jokes and see like you start to just oh, yeah. realize they're riffing and you're like this feels prepared. Like, and, the, and so I've gotten to the point now where I ask, like, do, is that a stand-up joke? And like, they'll be like, yeah, well, kind of, it's pulled from that. And I'm like, well, don't, like, I mean, you have to, like, still do improv. Like, right. you can't. They used to drive me crazy. I, like, I remember when uh, Patton Oswalt used to come to do the Armando sometimes mm-hmm. as Armando, right? He was supposed to tell the monologues. And generally what works best for Armando's show is someone just telling, you know, maybe, maybe funny, real stories about their life. Yes. Right? Uh, 
Aeon Patton's extremely fast. Yes. And he could take any suggestion mm-hmm. and within two sentences be into his routine. Oh, yeah. It, it, it would just be like, oh, that, sure, that mm-hmm. connection, connection, and now it's going to come fast. Right, right, right. Uh, which drove me crazy as a player. Sure. Because I was like, like, all right, so basically now we're, gonna, we're deconstructing your jokes. We're doing improv out your stand-up jokes. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you've already told the punchlines. Right. Uh, so, that, so that actually made it kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. And you know, yeah, absolutely. No, he, 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 was, he was fucking amazing. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Uh, great, great guy. All right, let's do a set. All right, what's going to happen now? Me and Tommy are going to do about 25 minutes of long form improvisation for you, and all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all butter. 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 I. I ate it all. I know you did. I know you did. I'm not proud. I'm not proud of it. I can see it on your face. I'll start again tomorrow, alright? I'll, I'll start fresh tomorrow. I, God, I want to believe you, Dan. I want to trust you this time. You know, this is, this is more than just a snack to me. This is something that I make for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, but you, you leave it in the kitchen. And that's, that's Most people leave their food in the kitchen, Dad. Yeah, but I live here too. And if it's in the kitchen... I just grocery shopped. I know, I know. It's my favorite day of the week. <laughs> and that reminds me. What did we say this year? You're going to chip in on groceries? I know. Last year... A lot of bad shit happened to you. All right, you know what? I got three bucks. Dan, this is uh, a ceremonial three dollars. I'm in for next week. <laughs> okay, but I'd like to, I'm going to bring a receipt back, and I want you to look, and I want you to see how much money I put in taking care of myself and then taking care of you which is not something I should have to do I don't I don't require a lot of money to take care of me no you don't you require a lot of my money I get by on almost nothing <laughs> I really do I mean you should try because basically I only eat here for the most part right Dan yeah you're pushing me into a part of my brain that is making me not able to think rationally right now I am going broke because you don't do anything. You don't cook for yourself. You don't pay for groceries. You sleep till two every day. You got to go and get your spark back. Who figured out the antenna on the TV thing? You did. No one asked you to go up on the roof, Dan. <laughs> that was your exploratory mission. I figured it out. You did. I and probably saved us like $1,000. Dan, that's not even... Close to how much that saved us, but I, I thank you. And that's the type of thing, if you take that moment, we're out of milk. We shouldn't be out of milk, Dan. Well, you made cookies. I made cookies for me. I made yeah. cookies for Claire. I made, I didn't care if you had two cookies, Dan. You said they were for everybody. And Dan, I'm, you are included in everybody's Yes, but thank you, so I ate them. <laughs> you can't have cookies without milk. Dan, I want you to, I want you to move out. Dan, I, I, got, I got a good deal. Dan, Claire, I understand. Claire's going to move in, and you got to move out. I'm cool with Claire moving in. She's not cool with you staying here. Dan, it's I'm weird cool. how close to our door you are when she stays overnight. It's strange that we keep finding you in the living room. Three in the morning, I come out to get a glass of water, you're up. Is he in, is he in bed? I think, I, I don't know. I don't want to go out there again. Just, Claire, just please. I just, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm gonna get him out. I promise. Okay, I'm just, just hanging there. I, just, I mean, I, I want us to fool around. I just, I want us to fool around too. I never thought it, at, at 33, I'd be hiding and scared to fool around with my girlfriend. I just, I always assumed that this would just be like. Grown-up sex. We just have grown-up sex. I know. I know that's what you want to. It's okay. Jesus Christ, Dan! Fuck! Oh, hey, hey, 
Claire, sure. Ah, damn it. Dan, crying out loud, we, you need a door. <laughs> I had a door. Dan kicked it in one of his Green Bay Packer rampages. Packers. Dan, no. Packers. Dan. Packers. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Fuck, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. But it's not okay. No, I, you need to. You need to tell him. You need to tell him to move out. I'm going to. I'm not going to move in here if if, if Sir Creepo is living here. Okay. Okay. He's gone tomorrow. He's gone tomorrow. You got to get out. It's you or Claire, and I'm choosing Claire. It's not Suni Oswego anymore. Okay. We're not in the dorms. You got to go. You got to start your life over again. Okay. Look. Fix your door. I don't need you to fix my door. I need you to fix your... I need you to fix yourself. I'll fix your door, and you can, you can, you can have the big room. Dan, it's crazy that I don't already have the big room. <laughs> but you came here, and you said I used to sleep in the big room. Maggie and I, I had the big room, I and the kids space. would climb into the... I get it. I'm willing to sacrifice my space for your happiness. That should mean something to you. Dan, so you technically now I'm fixing my door. <laughs> Dan, you are my best friend. Alright. So In the whole we're world. Done. We're good. We're not we're not anywhere near good. I want us to stay best friends. But if you continue living here, and if you don't go and I have to call someone to evict you from here, we're not gonna be best friends anymore. There's gonna be All no right. more cookies, be no more milk, be no more of your other All favorite right, things. You know what? You know what? Fine. Fine. I'll move up. Good, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Okay. You are always welcome to come over for football on Sunday. Thank you. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Huh? I'm real good. Okay. He moved out? Really? He's gone. He says he's gone. We have the whole place to ourselves. This is just you and me, baby. This is what we wanted. <laughs> All right. See, this is what we were hoping. Hey, don't do it like that. Don't just don't say it like that. <laughs> well, you did. A, you did a sexy dance. Cheering on a stripper. I'm oh, I'm sorry, Claire. I'm so sorry. And honestly, the last thing I want to do is fight right now. Okay, I don't want to fight with you. You're right. No, I'm an. I'm an animal. You're absolutely right. Damn, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said he was moving out. No, I swear to God. I did move he said up. he was with. I did move up. What are you? What are you doing here? Just stopping by. <laughs> did you? <laughs> you still have keys, Dan. I need your keys, and you need to go. I lost my keys. Well, how did you get Dan? Come on, <laughs> Dan. Dan. <laughs> nice. This is bullshit. I it's total bullshit. I'm sorry. You need to do. You need to be a man. You're right. I'm, I thought I was. I, I, I thought you were too. <laughs> really puts in perspective how we really sweated the small stuff over you unbuttoning your shirt, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Wait a minute, what did you just say? So we really sweated the small stuff over you unbuttoning your shirt. So what I say is small stuff. No, 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 but I'm just saying. Exactly. Like what you just said is what I say is small stuff. Claire, this is not a road I want to go down. No, don't, don't unbutton, don't, don't, don't button that. God, no. Oh, yeah, fine. Okay, I'm getting them out. Let's just we'll regroup. Just, you stay here. I'm going to go talk to him. All right, you deal with him. Dan? The kitchen. <laughs> You're in the kitchen? Yeah. I think I know where I am. <clears throat> Dan, what are you doing? Making a sandwich. You said you were gonna go. You have to go. I need you to I leave. I did go. I, I moved out. Dan, you need to stay out. I need space from you. Alright. <laughs> okay. You know, you fooled All me right. once, Dan. Alright, no, no, look. You look. can take the sandwich with you. Tell you what. Keys. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Just call me in like a week. Okay? Only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
gone. Got the keys. Okay. You, can, you want your own set. I don't want his set. Okay. I'm still upset. I am so sorry. You're right. I did not mean to diminish your emotions. I understand that in that moment I made you feel unprotected. And I'm here for you. Okay? It's you and me now. Okay. Okay. Make you new You've just earned one button. All right, good. <laughs> you have also earned one button. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's eerily quiet without him here, isn't it? It's lovely quiet. I'm glad that it's quiet. It is. It's, it's nice, but it's different. Different energy. Are you, are you uncomfortable being alone with me? No, 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 no. I love being alone. This is what we wanted. This, yeah, this is the rest. We are moving forward to the rest of our lives. It's you and me now, alone. We don't have Dan to, you know, cause mischief. Like we got, <laughs> we got rid of an old dog. <laughs> I know. We don't understand. I knew Dan way before you knew him. We went to college. I was the best man at his wedding. I mean, he's going to be the best man at, at our wedding. I'm in the wall. You're, Dan? I'm in the wall. You're in the wall? I moved into the wall. You... You, you moved into the wall? I, no, I did not know this is what he was going to do. Dan, are you stuck? Nope. <laughs> so you're in the wall by choice. That's where I live now. Dan, you have to leave. You can't live in the wall. I'm not inside your apartment. Oh. I am so sorry. No. No, in college, he was the responsible one. the fuck did he get inside the wall? I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. We called him Dan Dan the Magic Man because he would just disappear. <laughs> he would show up anywhere. This is not surprising. That's terrible. It was a terrible nickname. It was the mid-90s. We were listening to, you know, we thought that there was going to be a new generation no. of hippies. You get him out of your fuck. Oh, what's, what's the problem? You got a guy living in your wall? Yeah. Alright, the guy in the wall. You know which wall? All of them? <laughs> He's got this sort of ability to throw his voice so we can't find him. Alright. Last night I swore to God he was in the ceiling. Well, I can smoke him up. I don't want, I don't want him to be hurt, I just want him gone. Well, he, he, you, got a, you got an infestation of a guy in your wall. <laughs> I can use. I can use. I don't want to use bug chemicals. No, I don't want you to use bug chemicals. I those will just like give them cancer or something. They won't kill them. I don't. I don't That'll want. That'll be a slow, long. Then he'll be in there for years. I don't. I don't want. I just want him gone. What's the most? What's the way to get a human being to leave from living inside walls? You're the expert. Get out of those walls! <laughs> I feel like I am not paying. That's all you do. You are not getting paid. He didn't, he didn't go for that. <laughs> no one would go for that. I was startled I in this room. I'm sure he was startled. I was hoping he would startle and fall out of the wall. Dan is very unflappable. You are not dealing with someone like me who jumps at everything. Dan is... Dan, Dan I see this face. Dan, huh? Yeah. Alright. Dan, just come on. Come out. Don't make this guy come in after you. Got those walls, Dan! Yeah, you gotta see this guy's face. He's got so many scars on his face. Yeah, this guy is not going to treat you nicely. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to create an element of fear. He's more cerebral. He's tough. I don't think I can get rid of him. Your brochure says we can literally get rid of anything. Don't let us try and make any excuses. We've done it all before. We might try to get out of it, but we can do anything. It's such a long brochure, but it's the reason I picked you. All right. I'm gonna set the room on fire. No, 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 okay. You know what? Why don't you just when you head out? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a citizens extermination or removal. Right. Try. Oh, you did. Thank you. Good luck. He's, 
It's one, it's one tough guy you got in the walls. You know, he's, he's my best friend. Dan! Fuck! <laughs> I know you're still here. Dan, why are you doing this? Dan, we're not going to be friends. Claire's not talking to me. I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, God. Really? You were literally in the closest wall to me the whole time. No, I just came over here. Dan, just come out. Just come out and let's talk. We're going to sit on the big comfy couch. Come here. Have to talk. Come on. I can't come out this way. Well, this is a small hole in the door. <laughs> that you created that I'm going to have to fix to get my deposit back. Huh. <laughs> Unbelievable. You should come in. I'm having a party. Dan, you cannot have a party in the walls and who would even show up to something like hey, that? Buddy, how's it going? There's people in there? Dan, evict everyone from that party. Did you take Did you take my portable speaker in there? I got a full stereo system in here. Dan, just come out. Dan, family feud time. It's the old family feud. Hosted by No, it's not. It is. I can see the TV from here. It's the Richard Dawson family feud, your favorite. Oh, those are good, but it's not on your lines. Dan, I will go to the grocery store and buy you as many groceries as you want. <laughs> All right, you. You said you had an intruder. Yeah, and my home is being invaded currently. All right, well, where is the intruder? He's in the walls. I know. I don't feel good saying that loud either. How, how do you know he's in the wall? Because he last night he threw a party until 4 a.m. I know. It's not, it's not a wise idea to waste the time of the police. No, officer, I appreciate you coming down here. And, and I called the non-emergency number because this is not an emergency, but it is a crisis of sorts. Well, what do you want me to do? I need you to remove him. I need you to remove a man who I care very much about safely from the walls. Look, tell you what. My brother runs an extermination place. <laughs> they promised they could get rid of anything. Yeah, literally. Literally anything. I've called these Any people before. And they couldn't get rid of them? Even when they say they can, sometimes they might say they don't, they can't do it because they want to leave early. Well, look, I, I can start shooting at your walls. No, do not start shooting at my walls. <laughs> Please don't start shooting at my walls. Well, what do you expect me to do? I don't know. When I was a little kid, when you had a problem, you called the police. All right. Hey, buddy in the wall, what you got here? Dan, there's a police officer here. Just come are, on. Are you sure there's someone in your walls? I'm positive. He talks to me all the time. Not talking now. He's probably hiding. He's smart. He's wily. Okay? He's <laughs> destroyed by relationship. This is what he does. As soon as you leave, he's going to show back up. What's his name? Dan. Dan, get out of the wall. <laughs> Dan! Dan, get out of the walls. Alright, look, this is stupid. Call my brother again. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're smart to call me again. Well, I'm pretty desperate. I lost a night's sleep thinking about this. <laughs> you did? Yeah, my, my brother, the fucking cop, said he tried to get rid of him. And I'm like, that's gonna make me look like an a-hole. He gets rid of him. Well, he told me what he did. He said, Dan, get out of the wall. Real normal tone. I feel <laughs> insane saying this. But I think I need you to gas him. He's not leaving. Right, man. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I'm going to gas him. I'll be right back. All right. Don't gas me. Claire, hang up. Don't gas me, dude. Dan, then get out. I don't want to gas you, but I literally don't think I have any other choice. Hmm. I can't believe I just said that. 
Just go. Just please leave. I don't want you to get sick. I don't want you to die, but you have to go. You're ruining my life. Hang on one second. What? No, I brought the turkey. Hang on one second. I brought the turkey. What? Oh, you're talking on the phone. No, no, you hang on too. Everyone hang on. No one do anything. Dan, you do something. You get out of the wall. You can't just say get out of the wall. <laughs> I don't want I, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. No, I know. Drop. You gotta you gotta get out of the walls! <laughs> get out of the walls! <laughs> Alright, we're gonna gas No, no, please don't. I'm sorry, please. Please don't, please don't gas him. You said you were going to gas him. I know. I, my reputation's on him. I lost my mind for a second. I don't want you to gas my friend. That's crazy. I'm not a murderer. Well, what do you want me to do here? I don't, I just, I don't know what I want from anyone anymore. I just wanted my friend to move out so I could live with my girlfriend. You! Thank you. Now go. Just go away. I'm, I'm only gonna come out of the wall, stay out of the wall if I get to live here again. Dan, you can't live here. You gotta find Dan. It's not a bad thing. You gotta do your own thing. You're Dan. You're the Dan. You're Dan. Dan the Magic Man. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything. What, if you had unlimited spending, what would you do? Can I have that? No. <laughs> Hypothetically, Dan, work with me here. Come on, I know you're not that unreasonable. Your girlfriend's in the wall. What? Your girlfriend's in the wall. Why is she in the wall? Because I've got her. That's not true, <laughs> Dan. You do not have my girlfriend in the wall. Uh, where am I? Claire? <laughs> Claire? What's going on? Claire, hang on! Claire, hang on! You get her out of the wall right now. You let me live here again. You get out of get her out of the wall. Fine. Go get her out of the wall, you can live here. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, when he comes out, you need to shove that hose right down his throat. We're killing this bastard. Okay. Don't get that excited. Are you hard right now? Right now, get him! Where is he? He's about to. We're gonna kill Dan. I'm sorry. What? We're killing Dan. What? what kind of monster are you? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what happened oh, to me. Oh, I don't know how he got me in the wall. I was on my way home, and then someone put a thing in my mouth. Yeah. So up. who's the monster here? I don't know. I, I know all of us. Why aren't you holding me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went through hell. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Just don't look at this. <laughs> Fucking die, you freak! Wall freak! if we didn't ask that question 
and that he has his ways, and don't worry, there is a circle of life, and everything that is old will become new again. <laughs> then, he just kissed me on the forehead. It was so weird. Then he pinched my mouth shut, even though he was doing all the talking, and he walked away, slowly. Dan is gone, I don't know what any of that meant, but I assume he's in the ground, and flowers are growing up, I have no idea. This is just too weird for me, all right? It's too weird for me too, Claire, but we're in it together, so let's just be We're weird. not in it together. I'm, I'm leaving. I want to marry you. I want to get married. I want to get married. You never wanted to get married before. Now I want to get married. I want, I want to marry, I want us to marry each other. All right, where is it? Where's what? <laughs> I'll get you a ring. I'll get you a ring. Did you just to me without a ring? I, no, I, I, I introduced the idea of marriage into our relationship. We've had a long couple I've, days I've here. I've been introducing that idea into our relationship for years. I know, but I feel like I'm thinking clearly now. So you want to marry me? Yes, I want to marry you. Alright, well then go get me a fucking ring. <laughs> okay. First thing in the morning, I'll go get you a ring. Yeah, well, these are the, uh, these are the high end. You don't look like you got that. Excuse me? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be insulting, but. That was horribly insulting. This is like, this is, these are. I can afford it, right? <laughs> I can do anything. These are like $100,000. Okay, move down. All right. All right, let's, let's, keep, let's keep walking. Where are we going? Keep walking. Well, how much do these, these rings are tiny. These. I've got a box. Okay. Shoe box. Yeah. There's an assortment of rings in there. That seemed like they're right about your speed. Yeah. Some of these are like decoder rings. <laughs> this is literally a children's green lantern. Yes, it is. I want an adult engagement ring. How much are you willing to spend? A thousand dollars. Do you have a thousand dollar ring in that shoe box? <laughs> This is Zales. Alright? Yeah. We don't. These are all. Everything in front of you is five to $10,000. No. $100,000 down there. $1,000 shoebox ring. Listen to me, Carmine. <laughs> is there any sort of financing? My name's not Carmine. I, my shirt was dirty. I borrowed it from my friends. <laughs> you should just not wear a name tag. What's your name? I have to wear a name tag. But if it's the wrong name, then we have this. It's not stuff. my shirt. It's his shirt. He left the tag in. Fine. Fine. Do you I'm guys find it? I'm not selling you a ring. You're not selling me a ring? No. <laughs> I swear to God. What do you mean he's not selling wooden I We got ring. into a tussle. We got into a scrap. Over the ring. You get me a fuck. You go to a I, different store. You get me a Well, I can't go back to the mall. Any store. The entire mall? Yeah. Would the word get out in the entire mall? I'm pretty sure. I'll find you a ring, okay? <coughs> what are you fucking sitting here for? I'll find you a ring. You, you Pierre? What? I said, are you Pierre? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you know where the falcon rests? <laughs> Alright, it seems like you're trying to meet Dude, are you the ring guy? Are you the ring guy? No, no. No? It seems like you're trying to secretly meet up with... I'm just waiting for the bus. Okay. Alright. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the bus. I'm waiting for the 503 bus. Alright, that's not this bus. To Albuquerque. Not this bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really... I'm not the guy you're looking to meet up with. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Okay. That's just... I'm just what you gotta wait for the bus. It's clear you're coming. You're really obviously being, like, classically spy secretive. Okay. Uh, no problem. I'm just uh, gonna wait for the sunset on another day and hope that it rains tomorrow. No one talks like that. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Here we go. Are you married? Are you married? <laughs> Are you married? <laughs> Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> I am Pierre. Oh, hey. I was pretending to be the bench. Very. Uh, I am so sorry that I sat on you for all that time. Yes, I am. I'm a professional. 
You're you're wonderful. Uh, so you want the ring? I, I need a ring. I, I have a thousand dollars, and I need thousand dollar ring. She's a six and one eight. Are you in love? Yeah, yeah. We then why only need to be married forever. Why only spend a thousand dollars if you are in love? Well, I don't have a lot of money, and Zales won't offer financing. Zales. <laughs> Fuck Zales. That's what I said. I like you. You said that? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, we, uh, let's we, fuck Zales. No, I mean... We break into Zales tonight. Okay. We, take, we get you a real ring. I'd rather just, I'd rather just buy a ring from you. <laughs> uh, you can buy it from me if you want. We are going to break into Zales tonight. What is happening? I am so, I'm so sorry. Claire, I am so sorry. You always said you wanted me to make more grand gestures. You, you tried to break into a mall veil. <laughs> I was on a wild ride. You have to admit, for us, this past two weeks has been insane. Well, you don't have to worry about it. What do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be fine. No, 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 no! I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. Hey man, what are you doing here? What is he doing here? Oh, your old roommate who's not, who's not dead? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's here because we're in love. Maybe you're not noticing something. Oh Jesus. We blind. <laughs> ah! Ow! God! Yeah, sorry, dude, man. We were running you for a long time. <laughs> so we, everybody was in on this. We knew that if we did it right, we could get you to try and rob them all, Zales. Damn! I tried to kill you, my best friend. I know, which makes me feel not so bad about taking your lady. This is so like you! This is Oswego all over again! <laughs> I'm moving back into the big room, too. Oh, for fuck's sake. You guys are both gone! Yeah, we're gone because we're outside in three. Oh. I am getting out of jail and I'm killing all of you. <laughs> I will kill all of you! <laughs> oh, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> I'm gonna kill everybody! <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, relationships are hard. <laughs> they are. Friendships are hard. They are hard. All right. Well, you, you're going to have to suck me off now. <laughs> That's how it works in here. I baked. It's not me, man. It's not me, man. It's like if if if, if I don't, if you don't suck me off, then I'm gonna hear about it in the yard. <laughs> Is there anything else I can do besides suck you off? Is there anything non-sexual I can there's do? There's no real replacement for <laughs> dick sucking. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna have to prove it to the other guy. I don't have to get a, my dick's gonna have to look sucked. <laughs> All right. Fuck! Well, you will not believe where I was six months ago. Now I'm about to go down on you. Look, you just told me where you were. You just told me the whole story. I didn't tell you any of the good stuff before, then I just told you the downfall. All right, but you better not be stalling. I'm not stalling. At the end of this story, my dick better look really fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The year was 1996. The lake was Ontario. One of the Great Lakes. I was in college with Dan. You remember Dan? Yeah, I just heard a whole fucking yeah. story about Dan. Me started to cook up a scheme. To move out west. 
All right, there wasn't a lot of good stuff before the bad stuff. I just really don't want to suck your dick. Look, I don't want you to suck my dick. I know, and you went into the hierarchy of it. Can you just, you just stab me or something? Can you just non-lethally stab me? If I stab someone, it's lethal. I don't non-lethal stab. I'm not going to suck your dick. I'll suck it, I'll suck it later. What? I'll suck your dick later. Where are you going? Where are you going? Suck your dick later. That door is fucking open. <laughs> God damn it. We can just leave. Oh, fuck me. That's our show. Tell me back, Cole. Thanks so much for hanging out for the podcast and set. Uh, we are a theater that runs on.